All right, welcome into another week of Inside the Lines. We've got a lot to talk about per usual. Robbie, how do we feel about week five? I do not feel great. Or, excuse me, I feel really good about week five because I did not have a good week four. So I'm looking to bounce back this week. But I did do better than Rob, who shamefully did not come on this week after going one and nine last week. The guy goes nine and one, incredible, first week. And then bounces back one and nine. It doesn't come on today. What's I think, going on with Rob? I think he even made the comment about how he was he wasn't going to come on if he had a bad record. So I don't know. We might have to we might have to investigate that, Robbie. But we've got, like I said, we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to start with uh, the noon games from uh, this past week. Let's talk about USC a little bit. Um, they jumped out to a big lead on Colorado, like we all expected, and then in the second half. Colorado started to come back a little bit, and it got closer and closer, and it got to a one-score game, and Colorado had a chance. Um, they had to get an onside kick to have a chance to to win that one. They didn't end up getting it, but USC's defense is going to get itself beat at some point this year, Robbie. And everybody's talking about USC being a title contender, but in my opinion, that defense is too weak to be for them to be a title contender. What are your thoughts on USC? I agree, and I come on the podcast last week and said – the exact same thing that Lincoln Riley's great offense come over from Oklahoma, but unfortunately that same defense also come over from Oklahoma and it is bad. It's really bad. I thought they'd be better this year. Like what's crazy is like they have like five star athletes all over that defense. Like they have the players. Like I don't know. I don't know who the defensive coordinator is, but Lincoln Riley's never had a good defense. So I don't know if it's a defensive coordinator or the style of play that that they use, but the defense is awful, and they messed around, almost lost that game last week. You know, this is the first time I, – I haven't rooted for Colorado at all this season, but that, that game was the first time I was like, okay, I hope they come back and beat them because they deserve to lose this game for playing around and messing around with, with their defense. But – um, I think it says more about USC's defense than anything because Colorado hasn't been able to run the ball at all this year, and they ran the ball pretty well against USC. And, I mean, we we saw what Oregon's defense did to, to Colorado. They just completely stopped them, and they weren't able to do anything. And, I mean, Colorado put up, what, 41 points on them? So, I just I just don't know. I think whoever USC plays first, I'm not sure who it is. It might, I think it's Washington, but I'm not 100% sure one of the the better teams in the Pac-12, I'm I will be betting the other side because I think they're going to get destroyed on the line of scrimmage against whoever they play. But I don't know about that and I definitely was not pulling for or Colorado to come back. <laughs> I know you aren't, but I I I caught myself rooting for Colorado a little bit there at the end of that. Uh, shame on you. <laughs> Speaking of teams that I never root for, um Kentucky absolutely dominates Florida makes all of us look bad made your bad feeling about that line look real Robbie I mean goodness gracious I think they had 250 rushing yards in the first half that game was never close and Florida looked awful yeah anytime there was a lot we talked about it last week about how Florida was a big underdog going in that made me nervous so we all took that bet though we all took And they got annihilated. 
and I realized like how how much just Kentucky just absolutely come in and dominate them on the line of scrimmage, and it reminded me a lot of the Utah game. But I just don't know how a team like Florida is just that inconsistent. Like come out, get blown off the line of scrimmage by Utah, come back, have some good games, and beat Tennessee convincingly, and then get blown out by Kentucky. And I feel like this team is just so up and down, up and down, up and down, and like. I just don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I honestly, and I, I thought this. I thought that's about Florida the the whole season. They're not built to come from behind the way they want to play football this year. They don't have a great quarterback. They have a guy that manages the game, but if they get down by two or three scores, they ain't they ain't coming back from that. And we saw that this week. I mean, they just couldn't get out of their own way. They couldn't. The line of scrimmage was a complete disaster for them. I mean, they could not stop the run to save their lives. They made Kentucky Ray, uh, I think it's Ray Davis from Kentucky, made him look like a Heisman contender in that game. And he's good, but I don't think I don't think Kentucky is that good of a football team, just personal opinion. But they made them look like the best team in the country. That defense did. But goodness gracious, was that a bad bet for us? <laughs> yes, for all of us. But yeah, I I really was shocked by that. I thought Florida was going to come out and win that game, but Kentucky just has Florida's number. I mean, that's three years in a row they beat them. And yep, I don't I, like I said, I don't think Kentucky is that good. I think if you on paper, if you look at it, those teams are pretty equal, but they did not look equal on the field, and that's for dang sure. Well, we're definitely going to see what Kentucky's about this Saturday. Oh yeah, and speaking of next Saturday, they're playing Georgia this week, and. We saw Georgia kind of mess around too this week. They played around with their food and almost got beat by a really bad Auburn team. Um, I was not impressed by Georgia this past week, Robbie. What What did you think? Man, I think you said it best. They played down to a really bad team because Auburn is a really bad team. But it seems to me like Georgia's just played down to their competition all year long. Like they won't just go in and blow somebody out. They keep on messing around, messing around, and messing around. So I I just – I don't know what to think about Georgia either. There's so many teams, it seems like, this year that are so up in the air. Like, you can't really put – like, say, like, oh, this team is the best team in the country. Like, they haven't had any bad games. It, it, there's probably only one or two. Texas and Michigan, to me, are the only two teams in the country that haven't struggled all year. I mean, Texas didn't even struggle against Alabama. They went in to Tuscaloosa and won by double digits. And But other than that, like, it seems like everybody has struggled. Ohio State, Notre Dame, everyone has struggled, it seems like, at the time. So, I just – I can't figure out Georgia, but I don't see them losing in the regular season either. Yeah, I, to, to your point a little bit there, I think this year would have been a perfect year for the 12-team fo- uh, playoff because – Yeah. So far, there's not a team that just ticks. Texas is really the only team that just sticks out to me that's like, okay, they have a good resume and Florida State. But Florida State messed around with Boston College, and Boston College is not a good football team. So Texas is should have lost to Clemson. Yeah. There's Texas is only the team that hasn't, the only team that hasn't really messed around and they beat everybody. I mean, their closest win, I think, was the Alabama game, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. I, I think Texas is the clear number one team in the country right now, uh, just based off of resume and how they're playing. But everyone else is kind of just like, I don't know. And the thing that – the difference between Georgia and USC as far as like messing around and, and 
See, if they, I don't think Georgia's going to get beat because they don't play. They can afford to mess around the whole season, and there's nobody that can beat them on their schedule besides when they make it to the postseason. So that's the difference between Georgia and USC. USC's got to play a bunch of good teams. Georgia doesn't. So they can kind of – I think they can kind of sleepwalk through their entire schedule, and they might they might get caught, but I don't think they will. I don't think they will either. They don't uh... – I mean, they got Kentucky this week, Tennessee they play, I think, in November. But, I mean, those will definitely be the closest games for sure, but I don't see them losing to either team. Yeah, I don't either. Um, another SEC game that was really good this week was, well, it depends how you call what you consider good, but the Ole Miss-LSU game was, goodness gracious, just a complete shootout. No defense allowed in that game. Um, LSU might have the worst secondary in the SEC West this year. I mean, goodness gracious, they cannot cover anybody. Well, Ole Miss certainly gave them a run for their money on, on really bad at defense. And <laughs> I was watching that game sitting there, you know, it was going back and forth, back and forth. And it was fun to watch. But my thought process watching was, man, I'm so glad Pete Golding is at Ole Miss. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, LSU just kept driving down the score, too. And I'm just like, man, like, if they just get one stop, they can win this game easy. And I think, I mean, they eventually won the game, but definitely a shootout. And uh, so, what were your thoughts on it? It was fun to watch. In my opinion, yeah, it was really fun to watch. Um, in my opinion, I think with Ole Miss's defense, I don't think they have a good defense. First of all, let me go ahead and say that. But I think it was more of LSU being really good on offense than it was LSU or Ole Miss being bad on defense. But if you turn it the other way around, LSU could not cover anybody. I mean, we saw several times where Ole Miss just had guys running wide open down the field, and it's just like they don't have the guys in the secondary. And that was one of Brian Kelly's concerns at the beginning of the year was his secondary. And we saw it in the Florida State game, and we saw it in this game. They cannot cover. And – I think it says more about LSU and the problems they have than it does about Ole Miss because we saw Alabama – Who Alabama has a good defense, but they shut down I – mean, Ole Miss couldn't throw the ball against Alabama. And Texas didn't have any problem throwing the ball against Alabama. So, I mean, I think there's quite the disparity on the talent on some of these teams. And I think LSU doesn't – I mean, their secondary is – like I said, they're just awful. So, they're lucky they don't have to – I mean – I don't know. I'm not going to go that far. Never mind. But I mean, they, they've got several games left in their schedule, and I don't know how they get to – I don't think they get to nine wins, if I'm going to be honest with you. I think that it certainly opens the West wide open. I mean, you got Texas A&M that's been playing good. They play Bama this weekend. That's so for, that's that's for the West. Game to watch. Yeah, that's for the West. And, that game. Well, I don't think that's necessarily for West. I think it's so wide open because the LSU's first loss wasn't conference. Yeah. So, um, you know, you think about all these West teams like Alabama beat Ole Miss, Ole Miss beat LSU. You know, who what's going to happen this weekend? We don't know. Texas A&M starts to play Ole Miss and LSU. Yeah. And so I think, like, it's so awesome to see that the West is so wide open. And it goes to show you, like, how much parity is not only in the SEC – this year, but also in, you know, all of college football as a whole, like we talked about earlier. Yeah, it's making the season really fun to to watch just because you never know what's going to happen any given week. And in the last few years, we've had just teams. I mean, last two years, Georgia's dominated, Alabama's dominated, and we just haven't really had a, 
a season where it's just like we don't know what's going to happen by the end of the year. So it has been fun in that area. But um, the last game we want to talk about, and this game came down to the wire, Notre Dame-Duke. Um, ended up being a really good game. Duke played it a phenomenal game. Um, it was a really good defensive battle. And uh, we saw the Heisman caliber play of uh, Sam Hartman at the end of that game. I mean, goodness gracious, that fourth – did you get to watch that game? Fourth and 16, and yeah. he scrambles for the first down. I mean, basically, to win the game. Because, he drove him 90. Yeah, I, I didn't get to watch – I didn't get to watch a lot of that game because it was on during Bama, but I did get to watch the end. So it, it was a lot of fun to watch. Like that last drive, Sam Hartman drove him down, and then Duke couldn't come back. So I think it was – Sam Hartman didn't have a good game up to no. that point. He just kind of managed the game and, you know, just kind of – he didn't lose the game for him, just managed it, and ultimately at the end pulled it out for him. So good yeah. for him. But he that drive, I mean, that's that's what great quarterbacks do. I mean, they, they go yeah. in the game at the end, and that's what he did. Um, I think Duke – that says a lot about Duke too. I mean, obviously we know that we've known they're a good team, but I think it shows a lot about how good they are. Um, Cause Notre, I think Notre Dame's one of the best teams in the country this year. Duke was right there with them. But if we saw at the end of that game, Riley Leonard get hurt. So, I mean, who knows what they're going to look like if he's out for a little while. Cause he's their He's their whole team. I mean, he's the best player on their team. So who knows what, the, what they're going to look like if he's going to miss a few weeks. Oh, no doubt. So, but, yeah, so that's going to do it for our week five recap, and we're going to get right into week six. Um, we have a few games on Friday night. I know, um, Robbie, you've got some monetary investment in one of those games, um, but they're they're not really games that we're going to talk about in depth, but Kansas State does go to Oklahoma State, and it could be a decent game. Hope For Robbie, I bet he's hoping it's a blowout, but um, – that we do have a rank. I think Kansas State's still ranked, so we do have a ranked team playing on Friday. But Saturday, we have a really good slate. Um, starting it off at noon. I mean, we've got the game of the week. Texas, Oklahoma are playing, and that's going to show us. A, I mean, we've we've already seen, like we said earlier, we've already seen a lot from Texas, but that's, we're going to see how good Oklahoma is. I mean, they're ranked twelfth right now, and they've blown out. Besides Cincinnati, they've blown out everybody they played, and they've just been a cover machine. So, I we're gonna we're gonna find out how good Oklahoma is this week. Yeah, I agree, but I think they're we're gonna find out that they're not as good as Texas, in my opinion, because I Texas. I think they both have a good offense. Oklahoma has a really good offense, but I don't think that that defense is, um, you know, it's not as good as Texas. That Texas defensive line is really good and. I witnessed it firsthand against Alabama. It was it was it was downright hurtful. But I think they're <laughs> going to do a lot of the same things to Oklahoma. We're talking about you know Cincinnati held Oklahoma to twenty points. So I think Texas will do a lot of the same. Oklahoma will be able to score. That game's always fun to watch. It's the Red River rivalry, the Red River shootout, the Red River all kind of things that has been changed to here and there. But it's always fun to watch, and I'm excited about watching it. So I'm going to get home in time to watch it, I hope. So it's going to be fun to watch. But I think that Texas will ultimately uh, pull away in the end. And the game is – the game's in Dallas, so yeah. Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Um, so I don't think either team will have a home field advantage. But I think Texas will pull it out in the, in the fourth quarter. I, I agree with you there. I, I like Texas to win a lot. Um, I think 
Oklahoma, like you talked about, hasn't seen a defense this good yet. Uh, I also think they haven't seen an offense this good yet, and that's going to be the problem. I don't know if they're going to be able to stop Texas. So we'll see what happens. I think that one has a chance to be a really good game just because it's, besides last year, it's always been a good game. So I'm excited for that one. Um, the next game we want to talk about, two ranked teams playing each other, LSU and Missouri. And if you would have asked me at the beginning of the season if we'd be talking about LSU-Missouri on week six, I would, I'd probably say no. But the way LSU looks – and the way Missouri looks, this has a chance to be a really good game. Um, Missouri's been – I mean, they're undefeated on the season. They, they've they looked really good against the competition they've played for the most part. And LSU's coming off that loss that we just talked about, and they just don't – they don't look great. So, I think this game could be a shootout. Robbie, what are your thoughts on LSU-Missouri? Well, I think you said that Missouri has played good to the competition that they play, but – they haven't played competition with athletes like LSU just yet. I know they they did have a good win against Kansas State, but I think that LSU coming off of that loss last week where the defense just got absolutely embarrassed, I think that they're going to show up. They're going to go to Missouri, and they're going to handle business. I think they're going to have ill intentions <laughs> this Saturday against Missouri. So Missouri's catching them at a bad time. But I don't think that Missouri's played the same level of competition like an old Miss. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But at the same time, I mean, what I've seen from LSU, I don't know if they're equipped to stop anybody in the passing game. So, if – I mean, and Missouri has one of the best receivers in the country. Luther Burden's playing better than anybody. And if they can get him going, I don't know if LSU can stop him. So, I think this has a chance to be a lot of points scored because I don't think Missouri's going to be able to stop Jaden uh, Daniels in that in that LSU offense because – I mean, they're one of the best offenses in the country, and I don't, I don't think Missouri is equipped to stop them. So, yeah, that one should be fun. It's at Missouri. should be a good atmosphere. We saw the great atmosphere with the Kansas State game, and they rushed the field and everything. So, we might see them rush the field again this week. I don't know. I certainly – I think they certainly will if they end up winning that game, but goodness gracious, I don't know. Um, the next game we want to talk about, Robbie, I know – you're, you're going to have some thoughts about this, so I'm going to just go ahead and put it out there. Alabama's going to Texas A&M. And in my opinion, I think Alabama is being somewhat disrespected in the lines a little bit. But this is a tricky game. Well, I was going to ask you what your thoughts were on that line because when was the last time you have saw an Alabama team only be favored by a point and a half against an unranked team? Yeah, this is – to that – I get what you're saying because it's probably been never, but or at least not in the last 20 years. But – Texas A&M is not your normal unranked team. Uh, let's just be honest there. I mean, they have five-star talent all over the field. Their D-line their D is nasty. And Alabama, this is the most human they've looked in since I can remember. So I think that's kind of the explanation for the line there. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I'm, I'm very nervous about this game just because <laughs> of that line. Just Not because of the line either, just because of the line. Just but. Because Bama just hasn't looked great all year. I mean, they look average on offense and defenses. You know, I say it every week, like they're getting better and better as far as the defense goes. But, uh, man, that offense still needs a lot of work. And for whatever reason, A&M, they love to play us very well at home as they have in the past. So, um, I'm real nervous about this game. I don't like it at all for Bama. I don't either, to be honest. Um, I'm, I didn't pick this game, but if, if I did, I think 
I, I don't usually bet against Alabama, but if I were ever going to, if I was ever going to, this would probably be one of the spots for it because, like you said, AM always plays great at home, especially against Alabama. Um, and honestly, they've, they've looked pretty good defensively the last few weeks. So I, if I was they've a man, go ahead. They've gotten a lot better, in my opinion, since they switched quarterbacks to Max Johnson. And they've gotten a whole lot better since they played Miami. Yeah, their defense has improved significantly uh, over the last few weeks. And to be honest, I don't, I don't know if Alabama can test them. Like, on, I don't know if they're going to test that defense a whole lot. So, I mean, where the problem for Alabama is where A and M's weak. I don't know if Alabama can expose it. I mean, they're weak. They're weaker in the secondary. Their front seven's really good, and Alabama's through. I think they threw twelve passes against Mississippi State. And oh, I don't, it was not a, it was not a lot. I know at one point in the fourth quarter they had only thrown like seven or eight in the yeah. fourth. So, but it was it, it was not pretty. That's not going to cut it this week. A and M's going to make them throw the ball, and I, I just don't know. I don't know if Milrow can make them pay. I really don't. So I don't. I think Alabama wins this game, but I would never bet on it. Um, not even close. Well, I I think it's interesting you say like I don't think that Milrow make them play, but man, we don't have any receivers that can get open for him. Yeah. It's crazy, like how they're never like I look down the field like on offense, and I'm just like. Telling like like screaming at Milro like get rid of the ball and I'm like man there's nobody open <laughs> like where are you gonna throw it but he does take he still takes some some dumb sacks like he's scrambling and he'll just run out of bounds for a four yard loss instead of throwing it away yeah but he didn't throw any picks this past week so well, that's improvement play. I don't know if he had a chance to throw a pick I mean when you only throw twelve <laughs> no. in the game your your opportunities and I and I think all those were. Less than ten yards <laughs> down the field. Is this the most nervous you've been all year for a game? Ah, uh, no, Texas. Wow, you. I had a feeling we'd lose to Texas. Do you? Do you think, honest Bama fan here? Do you think you're going to lose this game? What do you think happens? I think it's a toss up. <laughs> I really do. I. Give I, don't, I, don't, I, I, I wouldn't other. bet it. Certainly won't bet it. I'll take Bama by late field goal. I, I can cut. I, I say they they final drive. They put together a final drive to kick a game winning field goal at the end of the game. I could one hundred percent see that. Um, but yeah, definitely not touching that. I don't think either of us are. I mean, you never do for Bama, but I'm definitely not touching it. Um, the next game, another great, what could be a great SEC matchup. Kentucky's going to Georgia. It's a night game. Um, Kentucky, like we talked about, looked incredible this past week against Florida, and Georgia's been sleepwalking. Um, this is one of those games that on their schedule that if they do sleepwalk, they, they could get caught. It's one of the only games on their schedule where they could get caught, in my opinion. But I think Georgia wakes up this weekend. I really do. I think they come in and take care of business, and I wouldn't be surprised if they blow out Kentucky um, just because I don't think Devin Leary's been very impressive, and I think Georgia's going to stack that box and make them throw the ball. And I don't know if that he's going to be able to do it. So what are your thoughts on this game, Robbie? I think that this will finally be the first week that Georgia actually shows up after, I mean, just they won last week, they pulled it out, but it still was not a good performance at Auburn. They're coming back home. I think that they show up. They're going to be actually up for this game against Kentucky after, you know, Kentucky has looked impressive. 
So I think that they fight the defense rises up. I don't think Devin Leary is going to do much. I think George is going to get to him early and often, sack him a lot. George's defense shows up and Georgia handles business. But that spread, I don't know because the spread's 14 and a half. So I could see, you know, Kentucky hanging around within that 14 yeah. point mark. So I don't really like the spread, but I don't think Georgia has a problem with this team. Yeah, we're on the same page, page there with that. But I thought the same thing about Auburn, and we saw what happened. So, who knows? Um, but, yeah, can we talk about Brock Bowers for a second? I mean, I don't know how much of that Auburn game you watched, but he might be – I watched the, quite a bit. He might be the best player in the country, just like just overall player at his position. I mean, Caleb Williams obviously is up there, but there's not a, a, position, a player that does their position w- well than Brock Bowers. Oh, I agree. He's a stud. He's the best tight end by far in the country that has been in several years. So I think he's the best pass catcher in the country. I would take him over any receiver too. But I don't know. I think I know Alabama would love to have someone that could catch the ball like that on their team. <laughs> What's funny is our tight end, I don't even remember his name, was the best our best pass catcher last week. Is it Nye Black? Is that his name? Not black, yeah, not black. Yeah, he's been pretty impressive. That game, that yeah, one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Brock Bowers should be in the Heisman race. I don't know if he should win it yet, but I think he should. Def- that's a name that should be in there, um, just because if it's the best overall player, he's got to be top five, in my opinion. But yeah, I think he has another big game this week. Um, the next game and the last game we want to talk about: two ranked teams playing each other. Notre Dame going to Louisville. It's a 7.30 kickoff. Louisville's undefeated. Notre Dame obviously has that one loss against Ohio State. Um, in my personal opinion, I don't think Louisville's played anybody. And I I think they deserve their ranking for beating the teams that they've beaten. But this Notre Dame team is different than the teams they've played. And I think Notre Dame comes out and, and, and handles business. They're getting uh, two or three receivers that have been out. They're getting them back this week. And I think they should – be able to win this game by double digits. Robbie, what do you see in this game? I 100% agree with everything you just said. I think that Notre Dame's going to come out, dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Louisville is has a pretty good offense, it seems like, you know, based on the competition that they played, obviously. But, you know, Notre Dame also has a good offense and a good defense. So we're talking about a team that held Duke last week to 14 points. So I think they're going to do much of the same against Louisville. I know it's at Louisville night game. Well, Notre Dame just went through this with Duke last week. So they got the experience through there. But I think they're going to come out, run the ball right down Louisville's throats and and dominate both sides of the ball. And I think they win by double digits as well. Yeah, Probably two touchdowns. To your point, I think Jeff Brom is a really good coach. Um, He's very good at scheming up offensive plays and I could see Louisville getting a shot or two um in this game but other than that I don't I don't see Louisville scoring that much in this game just because of how good that Notre Dame defense is but that'll wrap wrap up our week six outlook um several good games that we just talked about and there's several more that we didn't get to um but we're going to go ahead and get into our uh recap betting recap and then our cards um Robbie it wasn't a great week for you betting on your card this past week. It was not. It was it was definitely the worst week I've had in a long time. So I was under 500 for the first time, and I don't remember when. So 
not ideal, but also better than Rob. So I'm hanging <laughs> my hat on that. Well, the odds of him listening to this are pretty low, so I don't know if he'll get to hear that shot or not. But yeah, Robbie went five and seven. Um, obviously, like you said, not what he wants. Not not great, but not awful either. Uh, I mean, you're one game away from five hundred, so not not terrible. I went eight and seven. Also, not a great week for me. Um, but that puts our record on the season. Robbie's at twenty eight, twenty nine and one at 49%, and I'm at 53 and 47 with 53%. And, Robbie, although you had a bad week, you still got your lock, and I can't say the same thing. So That is true. My lock did hit, so that's really all I had going for me. I will say there was one bet on your card I was glad you lost. Anytime you bet against my Troy Trojans, I'm going to give them a shout-out. Anytime I can, I'm I'm glad it's the nail. Anytime you bet against them. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be doing that again this season, so you you won't have to say it anymore. But yeah, that brings our our locks record. I'm three and six on the year, which is awful. I've got to get that up. I got to I got to change this week. I got to go two and zero this week. And Robbie's at six and three, so Robbie's tearing it up on locks this year. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into cards. Um, I think we ha- both have the same amount of games, so I think that's a first for the season. But Robbie, I'll let you go first, and then I'll uh, wrap it up. No, I think it was interesting that we had a lot of the same games too. But anyways, I'll get right into it. Friday night, Kansas State minus 11 and a half at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State has just looked awful. And it's surprising how awful they look with, with Gundy there and how good they've been over, you know, since he's been there really. But man, they look so bad right now. And Kansas State, I think they'll be, I know it's at Oklahoma State Friday night game, but I still think Kansas State pounds them. Minus 11 and a half, so I'll take that. This next game was, you know, I, I had to think long and hard about, but I like LSU minus four and a half. Another game is at Missouri. I think that game's at noon, though. I like LSU to bounce back minus four and a half against, uh, you know, after losing last week. I think that Missouri just has not. They had a good win against Kansas State, but other than that, they haven't played anyone. So I, I like Missouri to get their first loss of the year this week. So I took LSU. Texas minus six versus Oklahoma. I think the Texas defense is a lot better. And I think they're really the best team in the country. So I'm I'm gonna take them by a touchdown and an extra point. And then Clemson minus 20 and a half versus Wake Forest. Clemson's playing at home. Um I believe they're coming off of a bye week, aren't they? Oh no, they beat Syracuse last week. They're not coming off of a bye, but still. Wake Forest is another awful football team. So I like Clemson to – they've been playing a lot better. I like them to handle business by three touchdowns. This next one, North Carolina, is the one coming off of a bye. I took them minus nine and a half at home versus Syracuse. I think that, you know, Syracuse last week, you know, took their first loss to Clemson and got handled pretty well. Now they're going to US, UNC coming off of a bye week. I like UNC. Um And then another team coming off of a bye week, Florida State, minus 23 and a half. I know that's a lot of points, but they're playing at home versus Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech did beat Pitt last week. It was another loss on my card, but I still like Florida State coming off of a bye to go in and blow them out. And another team that's coming off of a loss, Florida, they got embarrassed last week against Kentucky. Minus 18 and a half. That's a lot of points, but they're playing Vanderbilt, who has been awful, and Florida's playing at home. So I took Florida. This next uh, line, Kansas plus one and a half versus UCF. I thought that Kansas would be the favorite for sure. Um, 
but they did get blown out against Texas last week, so I like them to bounce back. They can just put up too many points. UCF got a big last week, but ultimately Baylor let Baylor come back and and Baylor beat them. Yeah, so I, I like Kansas plus the one and a half, and they're playing at home too. I don't get that line at all. Well, I I will say that I have two things, two comments on this game. Um, the UCF Baylor game, I I saw the score was like thirty to seven or something, and I had marked it as a loss on my card. And I checked my phone like an hour later, and it was a two-point game. And then Baylor ends up winning the game. It was just I, – yeah. I, I went back and watched the highlights, and it was just unreal that Baylor came back and won that UCF game. Um, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd already wrote that off too. <laughs> another thing, too, is the reason this line is what it is is because uh, Kansas's quarterback, Jalen Daniels, did not play against Texas. Uh, he had some – he ag- re-aggravated an injury during warm-ups and didn't play. And so I think they're anticipating the backup. Uh, playing for Kansas this week. But even then, I still think they should be favored against this UCF team. Yeah. I did not know that, but I still like Kansas. Um, the next game I have is Colorado, minus four and a half at Arizona State. You know, they they fell short last week against USC, but I think, you know, they're going to get beat by these bigger teams. But Arizona State is not one of these bigger teams. They have not been good. So I like Colorado to get back on track, the fighting Dion's, uh, to get back in the win column. And then Notre Dame, we already talked about that. I like them minus six and a half. I ultimately think they're going to dominate both sides of the line of scrimmage and run the ball right at them. And I don't think that Louisville has much of a chance. Um, so Michigan minus 19 and a half at Minnesota. Michigan has not lost by less than 25 points all year, and Minnesota is not good at football. So I know it's at Minnesota at night, I think, whatever. I don't remember the time. I think it's at night. But either way, I still like Michigan to cover. And TCU minus six and a half at Iowa State. TCU messed around in a loss last week to West Virginia by three. So I like them to bounce back against a pretty bad Iowa State team. And – then I have to lock, so I will save those. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to read my card. It's going to be a lot of the same games that you heard from Robbie, at least some of them. Um, but I have Nebraska plus three and a half at Illinois. Um, both of these teams are not very good. And um, I just like the coaching matchup. I like Matt Rule better. And I, I don't know if Nebraska will win this game, but I like them to cover the three and a half there. Also, this next game might surprise you, Robbie, but. I have Maryland plus 19 and a half at Ohio State. Uh, Maryland has looked really good this year. They haven't played great competition, but they've also blown out everybody they've played and put up a ton of points. And I don't know that Ohio State is going to be able to stop them the whole game. And so I'll take 19 and a half. I think I could see Ohio State winning by 10 or 14. And so I'll take the 19 and a half there. I have Washington State plus three and a half at UCLA. This is one of those stinky lines where you don't really know why this team's an underdog, but. Washington State's been really good this year, and I believe in Cam Ward, and I think that they're going to be able to score at will on this UCLA defense. So I like Washington State there. I think they actually win that game outright. Um, I also have Clemson minus 20 20 and a half versus Wake Forest like you, Robbie. I think Clemson um, is starting to look like they should. I mean, they handled business against Syracuse this past week, and Syracuse isn't an awful team. So that was a decent win. And Wake Forest just is not that good this year. Since they've lost Sam Hartman, they haven't been how they were the last few years. And I think Clemson wins this game big. Um, so, yeah, give me the give me three touchdowns there. I have Purdue plus one and a half at Iowa. 
Um, Purdue just is coming off of a 25-point win against Illinois, and Iowa's uh, quarterback might not be playing. So that's if if quarterback doesn't play for Iowa, then there's no chance they win this game. So I'll take the gamble that Purdue um, will win this game plus one and a half. So I like that there. I have Texas State plus two and a half at Louisiana Lafayette. That's a Robbie special. I know I got to have one of these lower level teams just so Robbie can make fun of me. So I have Texas State there. Um, I also have Florida State minus 23 and a half. I think they blow out Virginia Tech. I also have Kansas plus one and a half. I think they win this game versus UCF. Even though their quarterback's out, I still think they can come in and, and win this game. And I also have Colorado minus four and a half. I think, uh, like you said, they're not going to win those games against those big level opponents, but I think they're going to win the games against the, the lower level. And Arizona State is certainly a lower lower level Pac-12 team. And I like Colorado to win by 10 here. Um, so give me the four and a half. I'm in agreement with Robbie on my next two. I got Notre Dame minus six and a half and TCU minus six and a half. I think both of those win by more than a touchdown. So I like those. I have Baylor plus one and a half at home versus Texas Tech. Both of these teams haven't looked great. Baylor is coming off of that Incredible come from behind win that we just talked about. I don't know why they're an underdog at home against a really bad Texas Tech team, but I will take it. I like Baylor. Give me that plus one and a half, and then I have my two locks. Robbie, do you want to give me your locks? Yep, my first lock is um, – I actually had to change this based on one of Aaron's, but I love Miami minus 19 and a half at home versus Georgia Tech. I know that's a lot of points, but they are playing at home at night against a really bad Georgia Tech team that just lost a bowling green at home last week. So give me the three touchdowns. I'll, I'll take it. The 19 and a half. Love Miami. And then what Aaron already talked about, Washington State plus three and a half, for whatever reason, Vegas has been disrespecting Washington State. The Cougars all year. I have not. They have not let me down yet. Lock it, lock it up. Washington State plus three and a half. They're going to win outright at UCLA. And UCLA is not like they have a huge home field advantage. Like no. you watch their games and nobody's there. Yeah. Everybody has better things to do on the coast of California. But yeah, so you're going to recognize these two picks as my locks. I have Michigan minus 19 and a half uh, against Minnesota. Like Robbie said, it's a night game at Minnesota, but I don't think it matters that much. Um, I've stuck to the principle of betting against Minnesota every game this year uh, against the spread, and I'm pretty sure I haven't lost a game. So Minnesota is not a good football team. Their best win is against Nebraska, who's also not a good football team. So I'll take Michigan minus 19 and a half. My next game, I have Texas minus six and a half versus Oklahoma in the Red River shootout. Um, plain and simple, I think. Texas dominates both lines of scrimmage, and I don't, I don't think Oklahoma is going to be able to stop them. And I think Texas will get more stops than, than Oklahoma. So I like the touchdown there. I think they win by 14, 17 points around there. And I, I like Texas big this weekend. Um, so, yeah, that'll be our parlay of the week. Robbie, how do you feel about the parlay of the week this week? I feel pretty good about it. I, I love the Michigan pick for sure. I, I Yeah, I feel good about it. I have all both those locks that you have, I have on my card. So I like it. We didn't even plan that because we didn't, neither of us looked at each other's cards before we put them in. So, that, nope. that's me. so yeah, we liked Parlay of the Week this week. We need to cash it. It's last week we didn't hit. The week before we did, we got to get back on track. So, I'm going to read it off for you again. We have Miami minus 19.5 versus Georgia Tech. We have Washington State plus 3.5 at UCLA. We have Michigan minus 19.5 at Minnesota. And we have Texas minus 6.5 versus Oklahoma. And that's our Parlay of the Week. 
As always, we appreciate uh, all of you who listen and support our podcast, and we will be back next week. See y'all then.